0: and you are on Springboard, your virtual university.
1: Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group, UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. For the past few weeks, we've all gotten excited about this series called The Engine Room, where we get behind the scenes with front from various fields, trying to find out the what, the why, the where, the whom, the how, the tears, the joys, the tough calls that undergird their work that you don't find. In any magazine or in any front line communication, the real, real stuff. And so far, you've had Diana Hamilton, Israel Lai, Annan, you've had Anita Eskin, Kwame Eugene, Father Campbell, Henry Giftianti, you've had Doreen Andor and Rashida Sani Nassam. Today, we bring on a great, great friend of mine. And she's a woman of distinction because she is the CEO of AfriBase Group, which is a consortium of companies focusing on marketing communications, IT solutions, and also an executive member of the Executive Women's Network. We'll find out a bit more about my guest, who we'll bring her on set. Janet Simcoe welcome to Springboard.
2: Thank you so much, Albert.
1: As you say, it's been a long time coming.
2: <laughs> Indeed.
1: You are a marketing strategy and communications consultant, but my interest in this matter here at Springboard is you living twenty two years of corporate life with eleven spent as an expatriate <laughs> to come and set up GNM, spa and salon mm-hmm. where I, you typically will find you with an apron <laughs> with your hands. In, there. in the action. <laughs> it's big for us here at Springboard. Yeah. And for the benefit of those who may not know, Janet has worked in countries such as Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Algeria, Angola, Mauritius, Senegal, Congo, Switzerland, Spain, and yet you are <laughs> hitting <hidden> in jawulu <laughs> with your hands in the action. What, what inspires you?
2: What inspires me? That's a, a big question. I have so many points of inspiration. But the reason why I have been where i am right now is just because i was born among four boys the second i'm number two but uh, i have four boys and uh, you know those days when you play with uh, boys you're a tomboy mm. so i was a gentle and a lady tomboy i used to play the football with them Chaskili. Charlie, don't miss really? you know, yeah. But yeah, we find is
1: they find it easy to play golf.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So then, also, I had the me time by myself, where I had my dolls, and I would play with my dolls. And for the longest time, since I was a child, I like playing with my dolls and making things look beautiful. So those those who know me and have been to the university with me, they'll tell you that they are not surprised. To see me in the name salon and spa because I'm the one who will make my friends pretty I'll do their hair, their makeup, I'll polish their nails but I was also very focused in the academics in my first degree um, I had a I first know,
1: class I know that so so had a first class and, and I, I, I fear to <laughs> get first class There's something about that. I, fear. I mean how do you get first class? It's, it's crazy uh, well, I mean, first, Do you know what it is to get first class? I mean you, you, you are out of your mind <laughs> No, first I think you
2: just have to be focused and dedicated and know what you're about. How do you combine
1: being a talent freak and then also getting first class? I mean, that's really, really top notch. I,
2: I must thank God for all the talents that he has endowed me with. And I personally believe that each one of us... I'm a Christian, so I believe that God created us. Okay, So each one of us is created by God for a purpose in life to achieve their own personal legend in life so you have your personal legend I have mine, so do my children and my husband and everybody in this world
1: For and the benefit of anyone listening, your husband is my brother, so you are my sister-in-law So if, <laughs> if, if, just in case you didn't know, for full disclosure, to marriage is Spolson the immediate oh, past damn. CEO of, of Multi-Choice, great brother of mine, I've known him since 79 So just yes, for full disclosure, back to your story, yeah. this personal legend you, you describe, is yes. it connected to your talent? You talked about your childhood talent Yes fixing things, making them look beautiful, yeah. working on dolls. Yeah. Is there a connection between your purpose and your talent?
2: I think back to the God factor that I was created for a reason. And I think that there is easy to connect your purpose in life with your talent and what drives you, that is your passion. So. If, if you want to find out what is your talent, what is your passion, ask yourself, when I wake up in the morning, what naturally comes to me and what drives my interest? What drives mine will not be yours and will not be the same for other people. And I also believe that when you follow your personal legend and what makes you you is very very easy to survive in difficult situations because it comes to you naturally you don't have to think too much you don't have to make too much effort and um, you 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 you're happy when you're doing it when i have clients in gym salon and spa i'm more interested in how their experience was of course, yes, you do your hair, your nails, and everything, but it's an experience that I'm interested in.
1: Explain the word experience for the benefit of somebody listening. What, what, what do you call the experience?
2: So imagine your brain and your heart, right? Your brain is thinking logically and rationally, and I can explain in logical terms what this is. However, the experience is the emotional part of the whole journey. And I believe that what your heart remembers, your mind never forgets. Say if that again. What your heart remembers, your mind never forgets. So in marketing is the same. When you connect with your consumer's heart, their emotions, it is linked to the brain and the brain registers this, especially when it is a pleasant experience. And sometimes when it's even an unpleasant experience, the brain remembers it all the time
1: Break it down for those of us who didn't go to marketing school So you're saying that A person walks into your salon and spa You're saying that you are just not interested in here. The nails were done, they were red. Yes. The, all the hair was done. Yes. Nice hairstyle like yes. yours. That's yes. not just it. No. There must be something that the heart remembers. Yes. And the mind never forgets. Exactly. So in practical terms, what would it mean? Would it mean the way you smile? Would it mean something that you serve them? Would it mean some police, some TV they are watching? Just... just Practicalize it for me, just so that somebody listening who is doing fashion yes. can understand that it's not just about the buttons. Totally, it's not. No, just, Sally, it's so not cool. Help me with that connection to the experience.
2: So let me paint two scenarios for you. Absolutely. Let's make it very practical. Right. I, walk in, I walk into two different paths, okay? There is one where the receptionist opens the door with a smile and remembers, okay, first time. So, oh, hello, you're welcome to JNM Salon and Spa, how may I help you today? Or, hello, my name is Aisha, I work at JNM Salon and Spa. How may I help you today? With a smile, you know. So imagine that uh, you've gone there with some weight on your shoulder. I mean, something has happened to you at home or on the way and you're not feeling too happy. But you walk in there and the person greets you with a smile. You know, naturally, you smile back, naturally. This is not, uh, you know, you smile back, and you immediately feel relaxed. They offer you a chair, blah, 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 how can I help you, what are you going to do? And the whole service is delivered with a smile. The whole service is delivered. I listen to you, because in marketing, I can only make impact, and I can only be compelling if I meet your needs, right? If I don't meet your needs, I cannot compel you to act and I'm using the words very carefully, I cannot compel you, i.e., I, you will not get up and say I'm going to g right. What compels you to want to say, ah, today I'm going to g there's something else. It's not just the hair, because all salons, if they have professional hairdressers, can do the hair. But what makes a difference is how that personal touch connects to you, I.e., if I have negative energy and I touch you, you feel it.
1: Beautiful point you make there about negative energy. Yeah. I'm going to explore it a bit more. But yeah. let's go back to you. So what you call your childhood experience, did you find it as a result of interacting with people with similar abilities or you just knew that you had it? This habit of making dolls hair, fixing them. Was there somebody who inspired you? Was there somebody who did it and you saw it or you just... Latched onto it by yourself
2: At the time when I was a child I still remember my doll Uh, There wasn't anybody who Inspired me per se But I just loved to make My doll look pretty So I will pick pieces of fabric And make a skirt for my doll Or tie my doll's hair Or weave my doll's hair I'll tell you a wonderful story Um, In my early Teens my mom uh, was Lucy Badini, or oh, she is Lucy Bernini because she's still alive, and uh, to go
1: She's a big icon.
2: Italy. Italy. In her own right. Italy. We can't even imagine. She's a big icon in her own right. And she'll take us to the studio and everything. So very early, she took us to boarding school. So I went to Mampong, girls' school. So why didn't you end up in broadcasting? Well, both we, Bemimba.
1: Okay, all right. All
2: right. So I went to oh <laughs> you know, poco poco, <laughs> like yeah. they say. So I went to Mampong girls, and there was this old lady in the boarding school, very old, and people used to say, "This old lady, you can't figure it out. Is she a witch?" You find her very early in the morning, like four a.m. So what did I do? I used to go and pluck this old lady's hair, and she was so moved. She would give me bananas, plantain, whatever. And she she told me, you are a talent. Pursue this. Mm. In a Kriapim um, language. And that was it. I didn't take it seriously. Wow. But the point is, she realized in me something that I didn't know I had. You know. I had the same experience with one of my bosses when I was in Kenya. Where I was in the regional office, part of the management team. And he, he looks at me, he says, Jana, you are in the wrong industry. You know how to put yourself together. You should probably help others put themselves together. Okay, again, said and gone. One of my mentors, she was doing her personal imaging photography, and she calls me. You just have the natural knack of putting things together. Come and help. You. So I say, ah, this thing that people keep telling me, maybe it's something that I'm not realizing. So when I quit the corporate world, I'm like, okay, this is it. Let's go and um, having that. And I, I love it, Albert. I just love it when. Just something I do make people smile. Just something I do make them confident. Because in the corporate world, Charlie, whether you like it or not, the optics play a role. The visual imaging plays a role. Before you start speaking, somebody who goes to an interview, yeah, immediately they enter the door, they are like, Charlie, you either score 40 or 20, depending on your visual imaging. So if you don't get it right, it affects you. Mm-hmm. And the point is when you get it right, too, you know you got it right.
1: Let's settle on this point you just made. I uh, I, I stumbled a, a years ago on a research by New York University that suggested okay. that within seven seconds of seeing you, people have formed a significant impression about the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. And most likely, within those seven seconds, they probably may not have even asked you anything. Mm-hmm. That means that from what you are seeing, the visual imagery must be a critical part of your success factors as a person. Help us to understand the role of appearance in, in in communicating about yourself as a person okay. and a brand. Okay.
2: Let's take it from the uh, marketing side, then I'll just take it down to the nitty-gritty practical side. In marketing, we have Packaging. After you've done all your research, your consumer insight, everything here and there, whether it is service you're delivering, that is the intangible service you're delivering, or a physical product that you're delivering, there must be an appealing factor to it. And I believe God made the ice for a very good reason. He makes it because that's our first point of contact right so is the packaging nice is it appealing when you go into a shop and you see merchandising something propels you to a particular brand it may be the colors it may be the way the fonts are arranged it may be the size of the packaging but it appeals to you it can appeal to you mentally or emotionally if you have very good marketing strategies you try to appeal to the emotions first remember i told you you have to what the heart remembers The mind does not forget. Mm. So we try to get that. And when you get it right, and the experience of the product or the service, it is aligned to the packaging of it completely. You're a winner. Now let's come back to the human being. As you walk in there, immediately I size you up head to toe, and it happens in seconds. What does it communicate to me? This person looks after themselves. Mm. This person knows how to put themselves together. This person is confident before you even open your mouth. And if you top it up with a smell, and for Christ's sake that your teeth are clean and nice, you win before you even start talking. And when you match it with the brains, there's no way. It works like magic. But if you have the visual packaging and you don't match it with the brains, that's another story.
1: So what you're saying is that even before the brains get the chance to make a statement, the visual imagery would either qualify or disqualify you.
2: It can. It can.
1: Janet, do we, do we understand our bodies? Do we even, you, you, you mentioned a sequence. You start with the eyes and then you trend and then you end up with the teeth. Mm. Do we even understand our bodies at all?
2: I think you better do. If you don't, you should right now. I'm in a corporate environment, Albert. Your visual imaging communicates with me whether I can trust you with a responsibility or not. You see what I'm saying? Do you look after yourself? If you look after yourself, then most likely if I give you a responsibility, the same energy and the same care that you have for yourself, you will translate it Onto the responsibility that I'm giving you. So your visual imaging is very, very important. It's one of the statements of who you are as a brand. I always say you are your brand. And you have to make a conscious decision on how you are going to sell it and how you're going to look like. If you do not do that in today's uh, pool of talent, uh, there's so much talent. uh, You will not stand out. And you have to stand up In a way that is aligned to who you are Don't be artificial first of all Because as for the artificialness It's a killer You can't live artificially for the rest of your life Can you? Because sooner or later you will err And the real
1: you will show That's what they call posing
2: I tell you What makes a
1: person person authentic? I mean if you you shouldn't be artificial What makes somebody authentic? Be you What's you?
2: You Okay this is Albert and this is Janet. What is you is... At home, eh? there's no fear or favor, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You are you at home, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Unless you tell me you're artificial at home as no, well. You because if you're artificial at home, then you have a big They're problem. Really big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you have at home, just enhance it a bit. And when you go outside, do not be artificial. Do not be artificial. I always say, if, for example... Um, you don't like this at home. For, um, let me um, just bring it down. I have a group of people at home. And they know that you don't touch my orchids. Because I care for my orchids. As I, For me, my, my gardening is like my point of reconnection with what the universe is about. Later we can chat about or what the world is about. And they know they shouldn't. So what I care for, do not destroy it. Okay. So I got... I so got. the boys don't
1: play football in the, in, in, in the garden.
2: Charlie, don't, feel, don't play football in my garden. Right. No, you are not allowed to play football right. in my garden. And then you can imagine when I'm outside of my home, something I care for, you destroy it. And I pretend everything is okay. Oh, no, you can go ahead. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. But deep down, I am hurting what do you think I'm doing? I am not being authentic and therefore my heart carries some weight which I may, when I get out of your presence, just unleash to some onto somebody else. So the point is, I, I think, for me, I think is so much tension not to be authentic
0: I understand and not to thing. be
2: who you are because you have to but make doesn't societal an effort.
1: Sorry to divert, but mm. doesn't societal pressure sometimes make us how about things that we really cannot stand because it is either politically correct or socially acceptable and so you just keep quiet and, and, then, and then keep it in and then, as you say, go and unleash it on, on innocent other people? I
2: tell you, one day you will explode. Whoa. So I think that society has so many expectations of us, you know. And recently there's some of the emerging trends uh, that... That people or the environment has become so inauthentic, so untrue that people are beginning to realize that I have been experiencing things that are not real for a long time. So who are the winners? The winners are the ones who are being true to themselves, who are being authentic to themselves. Of course I'm, I'm not saying that whatever is going on in the environment, you should, you should be aware
1: For you to be authentic, I guess you must have some values, some principles that guide your life What are your core, what are the things that you say, this is Janet, I mean this one, non-negotiable There are some who say it's punctuality, there are some who say it's honesty, what are your your core values?
2: So Okay, so before I, I answer you, I don't know if you know this song Will your anchor hold in the,
1: I love I love him he so, uh all the way. Yes.
2: So I am anchored by my values. I am grounded by my values. What are some of my values? And these are values that um, have made me who I am probably from the day I became aware that I live on this planet till now. A summation of all my experiences. So all those I've been exposed to, and I always say, the true impactors of my life have been my grandmom and my mom. They are hardworking individuals. They do not compromise on excellence. When they are committed to see something happen, they make sure it happens. And they have integrity. So... I am grounded in hard work, Avid. I am grounded in excellence. I am grounded in integrity. I'm grounded in the God factor. And to be honest with you, I have had so many personal encounters with God. And as I'm speaking now, those encounters just give me goose pimples they just make me like, that there's something far greater, it in this world than you think. I mean, those encounters make me...
1: Tell me about them. I'll I tell you, I, I, one, one, one thing this series has done for me is bring me closer to people's spirituality. And I've, I'm humbled by the fact that people don't need to wear their God, God factor on their face. Mm-mm. But people are deeply connect to God in ways that are not always immediately evident. I had a very unbelievable interview with Doreen Andor, and I was just sitting down saying, I mean, if I, you, you watch Doreen playing her music on her, her show, you may think this is a happy lucky person who doesn't even care about anything, but when we settled to talk about faith and the God factor, I was, I mean, who dreamed me? I mean, she really brought home her faith in a way that was just...
2: Yeah. I'll tell tell you. me about the
1: God factor in your life.
2: This happened 24 years ago. And um, usually I have some difficulties in pregnancy and childbirth and everything. And for both my sons, I was in Colibou for over six months, you know, on the bed. The first one, when I knew that I had to be hospitalized for over six months I said, I'm going to read the Bible from page one to the end of it And I had this Bible, um, women's, women's vision And I read it from page one, from Genesis to the end of it And there were some of the verses I cannot call to you verbatim That's just spring to me. And some songs that I can't begin to explain to you the impact they had in my life. A simple song like, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And the line that kills me is, what a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer. And what peace we often forfeit. Because we do not carry everything.
1: Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh,
2: what needless pain wow. we bear. That because we, just because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. My first child came earlier than planned. When I got into the delivery world my doctor was not there but there was a doctor who said I've been seeing this woman in the world for a very long time then in Niku there were no beds uh, no and he said this baby is going to survive he took that baby straight caught him an incubator everything and I'm like if this is not God then who is it when he had to go through a series of whatever it is, there, there, was, there was there were seconds that he would have passed if somebody didn't appear there. And I'm like, if this is not God, then what it is? Or when I'm going to visit him in Niku, there was a song I will sing. Hmm. Jesus loves the little and all the children of the red and yellow, black and white, all are precious, and I'm like, irrespective of who this child is,
0: mm.
2: whatever, they are all precious in the eyes of God, and my child is precious in the, child, in the eyes of God, and my child is going to be who he's destined to be, he's going to achieve his personal legend, and there's like simple things like that. Recently. I woke up and I was feeling a bit down and then I opened my window there's this little girl in my house she's four years old she's always singing immediately I opened my window she says my god deliver Daniel you to him as I'm talking to you and I'm like and she's like why can't he deliver you my god Deliver Daniel and I'm like Jesus, okay. Please give me a break here. How can you be
1: appearing to me like that? Do you think that? Do you think those are angels?
2: They are angels. If they are not angels, who are they? The angels come in the form of little children, in doctors.
1: Your your
2: security man at the gate. Your flower. You know, I mean, like I go into my garden and there's a plant that is dying, right? it all I had to do what that plant is telling me just move me from here to here and I will blossom and then I move the plant from there to there it's the same as human beings and talents you will see somebody you have put them in a certain position and they are not blossoming why?
1: because it's
2: a wrong placement
1: when I come back from this break I'm going to explore people, how to get the best out of people, This. So much I want to ask you, and I'm going to try and find out the contrast between your corporate life and living your dream with your talent. Yeah. If you just join us, like, this is Springboard, your virtual university, and and as always when you get to the God factor, it's just so mellowing and so humbling because this is somebody's testimony right from inside the engine room. <laughs> there is nowhere else you <laughs> would have heard it but here on Springboard. Your virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group, UMB Bank. And on Tuesday, in the graphic business, just open page 18, look for Janet. The whole (laughs) page will be the story told in print. Let's go for a break and say thank you to our sponsors. When we come back, let's find out the contrast, motherhood, learnings, fears and everything in between. Please don't go away.
0: Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mash up. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3GB data, extra 400MB for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead. Feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From Tabletop Trader to supermarket owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's and certainty, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> UMB was established in 1972 as the premier band for the
1: corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank
0: serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products and technology, these are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From trot for passenger hey, 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 hey. to robot car owner, at Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainty, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage.
2: Hi, I'm Wahine rege I have been a student of Springboard for over 13 years now. My story can never be fully told without showing gratitude to Springboard. I've learned a lot and I continue to learn. Please, don't give up on us. Keep going, keep bringing more resourceful people to share the experiences. We are all learning, and the youth will never, ever forget your impact. God bless you.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Springboard your Russia University. This conversation called In the Aging Road. My guest, Janet Sunqua Mills, CEO of JNM Spa and Saloon and also Afri Biz Group. Janet, we've been exploring your thoughts and so far I've gotten seven golden nuggets. One on personal legend. I I like the phraseology personal legend. The confluence between your purpose, your talent and your passion. Mm -hmm. Second one is about experience. Third one is about affirmations. Fourth is about appearance. Fifth one is about authenticity. Sixth one is about values. And the seventh, the special one, the God factor. Thank you, Janet, 22 years of corporate life. Give us a sneak preview of how it was. Working 20 years in Nestle at executive level, traveling from country to country. Give us some idea, some idea about how it was like.
2: Okay. It was a marvelous experience, first of all. And uh, like I, I had mentioned before, and I think I had mentioned to comfort the other time when you sweep, sweep so well that when you're not there, somebody will say, There was once a sweeper. Basically, when you do things with excellence, it shows. And therefore, when I joined uh, Nestlé, Ghana, straight from the university, my efforts or my work was so stand out, out of the lot, that very soon then I was posted to Cote d'Ivoire. And in Cote d'Ivoire, they said, Janet, whatever you're doing so well in Ghana, then I was managing the brand called Maggie. Maggie is still there. And I went to Côte d'Ivoire. There was a product, there was a product in the Maggie range that was going down, and we had to relaunch it. So from consumer insight, consumer researches to product to launch, it was a massive success. Got uh, awards in the uh, in the Nestlé world. So that was very good. And that was when I learned to speak French. That was my first exposure. No, that was my second exposure to a different environment and anyone who knows me knows that I love adventure I like new experiences so from Cote d'Ivoire then they were like okay you can do this here go to Nigeria and everybody was like Nigeria Janet can you Nigeria I'm like eh, why not <laughs> what do I have to be scared of nothing really I just go there and do my best so I went to Nigeria as well and the experience in Nigeria was very interesting because in Cote d'Ivoire, you know, the the, the ladies are the spec, you know, francophone spec. So I had to shrink to the francophone spec. And then when I got to Nigeria, they were like, "Ma, with this your small body, you know, go get respect. to you for put on weight small." Are you serious? I'm I'm two hundred percent because in Nigeria. what I call executive presence, you know. Your presence has to be felt. And when your presence is felt, I mean, you command more respect. So executive presence basically means that you have a presence when you arrive, you establish it when you arrive, the way you communicate, uh, your confidence, the way you deal with situations, your executive presence must be felt.
1: I know it matters very much in Nigeria.
2: I'm telling you, so I had to develop my executive presence.
1: And you you putting on weight?
2: I had to. I had to. You're joking. No, because then I had shrunk to about 60 kilos when I was in Cote d'Ivoire, and I looked so small. And it was okay. Are you
1: saying that adaptability involves actually. So has,
2: you, you, remember that that talked about, you remember we talked about the
1: visuals? Yes. But I'm just thinking this is a new level altogether.
2: Maybe because of who I am as a person, when I want to adapt, I adapt to the core. And if you're not careful, you believe that I am from that environment. Is that what it takes
1: to, to, to survive and to thrive?
2: I believe that. My personal belief, uh, you may, you may right. me or
1: not. i the bar. Raising the bar to three
2: with excellence. So wow. my personal belief is, do not be judgmental of an environment before you go in. In when I was going to Nigeria, a lot of people said, Janet, Nigerians are like this. Nigerians are like this. Like, I'm like, have you been experienced? Have you had a personal encounter with a Nigerian? And the answer most of the time was no. I said, then why don't you let me go there and make my own decisions? I, I
1: love Nigeria. I go, I go there very often and I, I have great experience and great friends. Very, very, very good friends in Nigeria.
2: The beauty about Nigerians is the fact that when they like you, you will know that they like you. Absolutely. And when they don't like you, you will also know back that they back don't back like back you. But for a young
1: woman, it's not surprising that you love Nigeria. There's a connection.
2: <laughs> Nagana. We're from. <laughs> there's uh, there's you some connection. You, you know, but the, the thing is, I love new experiences and therefore I integrated in the uh, Nigerian society, in the society. I have a Nigerian name. I can f- speak a few phrases in Yoruba. I integrated so much.
0: Speak some
1: Yoruba, let me see. Uh,
2: Oh, oh uh, what now? Moa, moa means how are you doing? Right. Mua, pa I am doing well. Um, speak Swahili. Swahili. Habariyako yako, speak, speak French. Uh, ça va, chérie. Ah.
1: Speak a Eh,
2: ma choufond That's my teacher. <laughs> when you did something wrong, it's like I will grind you. Like ants. And, and I, no, that was, uh, that fancy. was fancy. I say macho hondem patako, you fry it. I will grind. Grind which one? Okay. Macho hondem patako. That's funny. That's fine. You can
1: speak fancy. No, I can't. Swahili, A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. French. Mm-hmm. You did English and yes. Russian. Yes. At 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 undergrad level, how many languages do you speak?
2: I don't know.
1: You don't know. That's mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. honest answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The thing is. Um, Because I I love communicating, I love connecting with people. And by connecting with people, yes, I do speak English, but I'm always looking at you. And if I figure out that you're from this environment and I can speak that language, I go straight in there, into that language. There were some um, Oyibos that came to Jenem, and when she mentioned her name, then I spoke the few phrases of Russian that I read, she was like, no way, no way, come on.
0: Wow. I'm all the way
2: from Russia into Ghana, into a spa in Ghana, and the lady speaks Russian to me. She was like, no freaking way, how did this happen? That
1: made uh, some money for you right there.
2: Immediately, you know. <laughs> but that's what I love about languages and about communication. I'm about
1: languages. Yeah. Do you think that we are missing out on something we could do a bit more in terms of learning languages, local languages, passing it on to our children, should we do more than we are doing now?
2: We should, but honestly, I think our generation, we haven't been that good because the tendency is we speak English to our children and they have grown up speaking English. I, I think we should let them speak the local languages as well. It is part of who we are, our identity. Wow. Who we are. And if you lose that part of who you are, the basic fundamentals of communication, which is language, right? Of course, there are visual cues here and there, but the speech factor of it, we we should begin, if we haven't begun already, begin to now communicate with our children in our local languages. Yes, the English is there, is the form of part of the whole thing, but there's something just stylish about being able to speak a vernacular language I just like, I'm a girl and my mom is that way, my grandma is Dangbe You know. So you speak
1: Dangbe too? Yes Very well
2: wow. Bobo
1: Wow, you're
0: crazy
2: are you well, crazy? Well, since my grandmother passed, I haven't had any opportunity to be communicating, so I'm losing it a little bit. But I think that if I live in, in an environment where it begins, then I pick it. But when you speak it, I'm 100% in there.
1: Comfort did English for her first degree. She did Swahili a bit yeah. um, in, the, in first year. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And, and, and I hear that the, and she did the business as well. And she yeah. and she, she, she she the, the experts say, People have the ability, especially when they are younger, to learn several languages that concurrently without any problem. That
2: is so true because the tendency is as we grow, um, you know, our ego and our personal imaging makes us want to avoid mistakes. But right. the beauty about learning languages is making the mistake and letting yourself flow, and then over time you will pick it. Last time my mom came to visit, Albert. And she tries to speak ever with me because she's ever and uh, she started singing a song she said she was going to teach me a song so oh, that's nice I said, come on teach me the song so she goes and then she goes they yeah. started dancing you love dancing it was you know, and then she was like, was only God deji I'm like, "What does that mean?" She says, "That's why I will walk with pride and with an attitude because I've been saved by God." So, ma was only God deji
1: Listen if you if you're you listening on radio uh, that's why that's why you, you you miss the visuals of this because this is coming with big time dancing.
0: <laughs>
2: Bo-bo-ba.
1: You know, the metal sang that song with the metal battle rebel choir and is for yes. so Immediately I, I went it. to
2: I went to Google it like this. I went to Google it and I'm like, Oh, that so right. song actually exists. It is. it
1: oh. is such a big hit. One oh day I played it back to back from morning to evening. Oh I, I, love I just felt I, I did it. I did Ever in, for Africa starts uh-huh. you know that's one of the privileges of of, of, of going to university yeah to yeah, yeah yeah African studies you are required to do something i chose a language mm-hmm. and i chose everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i loved it
0: yeah
1: so one one day i felt like doing my going back to my ever roots yeah so i played the song the whole day and i was just um, singing it and i was like wow
2: so you know this song oh my wow is it oh. there
0: E oh, no de IESIS, Oh, no oh no, no. li what? Yes, what <laughs> so basically, it means that you have been saved by God. He told me
2: that I belong to Him. I'm His. And He made this world for my sake. And therefore, when I walk, I should walk with pride because He has
1: saved me. As a marketing person, as a person of faith, as a person of language... How can these songs, the lyrics, help entrench values and principles in generations to come?
2: Yeah. I sent you something the other day because uh, it just floored me. When you know, when you do something, right, you know mm. what you do versus why you do it. Mm. It's so different. In, in, I mean, when we were chatting, you had me sing some songs, very basic, fundamental songs, but I connect to them because they were relevant to me in certain situations in my life and they anchored me deep Mm. in my belief, they anchored me deep in my values and in my foundations. And up to this time, when I sing those songs, they still have meaning for me because they helped me go through a very difficult time in my life. So what is the connection? The co- you can sing a song, and when it has no meaning to you, you will sing it differently. But when it has meaning to you personally, you sing that as you sing, you connect to it right here in I your
0: heart. I spoke
1: Kwame Eugene, the musician. Yes. And he, 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 two things he said about music. He says he personally plays a lot of old-time gospel because he finds the lyrics like a prayer Mm -hmm. and then he on for his own music he he suggested or submitted that the lyrics are born out of his experiences and so sometimes he sings and people are like you sang it for me you Mm -hmm. sang my experience Mm -hmm. do you sometimes find that the songwriter must have been thinking about you when he was writing the lyrics
2: Uh, they say there's nothing new under the planet because most of your experiences have already happened, people have gone through those experiences. So when um, a South African sings, when an African American sings, they sing from an experiential point of view and therefore the delivery is very different because what they sing from the soul. Mm. It's very different when you sing from the soul versus when you sing from your brain because the soul has a connection with what your personal experience is.
1: Are you a very emotional person?
2: Um, I believe in connecting with my emotions. It drives me.
1: What's your favorite word?
2: My favorite word.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean. I have, word. Word, eh?
1: I, have a, I have a word for you. Tell when me. When I tell you you'll agree.
2: Please tell me. Connection. Connection. You've used
1: it, you've used it twenty-seven times it in is. one interview. It is. says. for every single point. That's you try shit. to explain why. The connecting is important. I think it's your favorite word.
2: Maybe it's his favorite word, but maybe my life experiences or my life journeys have been like this, you know. Intertwined. Intertwined. And therefore, when you know me, you know I'm a very eclectic person because I have so many connections in my life points. So many. And several people have meant several things to me, and I've learned from so many things and when you ask me, I'll tell you, I am a summation of my life's experiences And that's the connection And that is where it is And I, I, I personally believe that, this umbilical cord, God created it for a reason the eh? umbilical cord for a very good reason, because it connects to something If you're not connected in this, even networking my friend, come on If you're not connected in this world Tell me
1: about the power of networks
2: we were just having a chat, no? Yes. You call somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Networking today is a currency. If you do not have strong networks, you will find that you'll be found wanting in a lot of situations because we we are like a cord, you know. Blow, right? A a broomstick on itself is not as strong as when you pile broomsticks together, interwoven. It is very strong. And I believe as well that we, I'll use the word networking uh, connection again, we hold our hands in this world and that is what makes things go wrong. You cannot survive and make impact by yourself.
1: I'm asking this question because I... you come across, and in in all my relations with you, you come across as a very social, sociable person. And I'm just imagining that we talked about Nigeria, we talked about relationships, and I'll tell you what I found out. I found out that Nigerians are very deliberate about networking, they put high premium on who is your friend, who are you connected to, and they really, really make deliberate efforts to build these networks. I think that there's a challenge with people who either will go to a function, not greet anyone, will go and join a society, a club, and literally not make any new friend. And you are saying networking is currency. Speak to it once again, Dennis.
2: Okay. So I belong to this group called Executive Women Network. When I came back uh, from all my travels to Ghana, I had to find a point of connection. Thank you. A point of connection. Yes,
1: so
2: no, we wait,
0: that's the key. Oh nice. <laughs> so I joined
2: this group of women called Executive Women Network. There are about 170 of us, uh, CEOs, MDs. But actually, these are women in top excellence in their either organisations, corporate world, or entrepreneurs. And what do we do? We network. It's a sort of give and take, right? I take something from you, not physical, knowledge, experience, mentoring, guidance, advice, I give you. So it's a give and take. And through that, we help each other to achieve our personal aspirations, whether at home or in your career. So it's, it's magic. When I, I, when I need something, I know who to call. When somebody needs something that I have an expertise in or I have some knowledge in, the person calls me. When you don't network, it's as if you you tell yourself that you are enough alone. It is. We've
1: partnered. Springboard has partnered with the Executive Women's Network mm. on, on yes. the hangout and yes. created some very successful series called Women on the Go. I yes. loved it. Oh yes. And, and I think I'm, I'm a big fan of what you guys you folks are doing at mm-hmm. the Executive Women's Network, mm-hmm. isn't? Is it open to anybody who qualifies? Can can they know where to sign up if they wanted to join the network?
2: Oh, So Executive Women Network, yes, it is open to female executives. So if they qualify, what do they do? So if they qualify, they just call us. We have our contact. We have our website. Later, I can give you all the details. Give me the
1: website so they can can find us.
2: www.ewntree.com E-W-N? Tree, T-R-E-E. Dot oh, com.
1: it's a whole tree.
2: It's, I tell you, with branches interconnecting, intertwining I mean, <laughs> you know, branches. I'm a prophet. I mean, I'm a prophet. I'm the, the connection you, is so strong. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I mean, please develop your network currency and know the people to connect with. And in doing so, don't just select anyone. Select people that you know that you can what you are aligned with in terms of values and vision. You know, favorite food. Uh, Komi Kekena
1: Favourite music?
2: I like religious music, I like jazz and I love to dance and therefore I like hip-hop
1: Favourite city in the world?
2: Barcelona
1: Oh, the Married Vogue very hit
2: Oh no, I, I went to their stadium, I loved it Barcelona? I think Oh, Charlie. Charlie, You like football? You like I love football but don't say it to the hearing of my husband because when I'm watching my Netflix, my <laughs> Korean series You, yesterday, you, you okay, yesterday, Chelsea. Yesterday, I yesterday was very funny So he enters and I said, well, can I negotiate Me, Meanwhile, I'm watching some Korean series on Netflix here there's a match I want to eat and I want to watch the match <laughs> And it's like, I need bedroom. bedroom Please feel free <laughs>
1: So, 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 for yeah. those of you who understand the heavenly language of so Ghana, she's <laughs> talking about negotiating with the husband about which channel to watch. She's watching the Korean series, he wants to watch Chelsea. So, that's just for, the, for, for those of you who don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So, Janet, let me tell you the big lessons I've learned from this program. And if you are watching us or listening to us, the debate is standard mm-hmm. in this 10th edition of The Engine Room. And it's simple which of these 10 lessons from Janet? Is your favorite number one is personal legend. She says everyone has a personal legend, the confluence between your purpose, your talent, and your passion. Second one is experience. She says, Don't just deliver a service, deliver an experience because what the heart remembers, the mind never forgets. The third one is about affirmation, the power of affirmation. When an old lady tells you, pursue this talent, you will make it believe her. And when your boss in Kenya sees the same thing, you believe them. And when your mentor sees the same thing, hold fast to it. <laughs> the fourth is about appearance. She calls it visual imaging. She says it engenders trust. And before you open your mouth, a conclusion has been formed about you. The five is about authenticity. She says when you are not yourself, it, eng- it leads to stress <laughs> and tensions. So be true to yourself. Number six is about values. She values. Hard work, excellence, commitment, integrity, and the God factor. Which brings me to number seven the God factor. She says angels appeared in different forms at different times in her life to remind her that God is there. Number eight is about adaptability and integration. She says she has to be all things to all people in her travels to be able to succeed, including putting on weight in Nigeria and losing weight. In Ivory Coast, are you willing to do that? (laughs) Number nine is about languages. He says we need to to build up on our languages and hand them over to our children. And then number ten, networking is currency, and the big word is connection. Janet, sign off with your closing thoughts for our viewers and listeners.
0: Okay,
2: it's it's been an honor, Albert, uh, to be here. I would say. Be true, be authentic There's nothing in the world which should make you not be yourself And please, I love Desiderata. If you know Desiderata, go placidly Mm. amid the noise and the haste And remember what peace there is in silence
1: Oh what peace we often forfeit Oh
2: what needless pain we bear
1: All because we do we do not carry everything to, to in God prayer. in prayer. Janet simkwan has been a beautiful, beautiful physically, literally, spiritually, emotionally, connectionally, connectionally. beautiful guest <laughs> 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 on the 10th edition of the Indian Room on Springboard Emotional University. A big thank you to you on behalf of Springboard, Team Springboard led by Comfort, on behalf of the Multimedia Group and on behalf of MTN Pulse umb bank the enterprise group and the graphic business and don't forget tuesday we have a date on page 18 this full story in the graphic business till then my name is albert okran saying god bless you god bless you and god bless you
0: I heard us in our minds, but no more, this is a turning point, no no more searching the light, the light.